0: Welcome to another episode of Super FX, the show where the mood is calm, the night is young, the stars are glistening in the sweet summer sky, you slowly close your eyes, realizing that it's time to get pissed the hell off about video games. I'm Tyler. I'm Matt. Uh, and this is episode number six. Six what's episodes up, over the course <laughs> of, uh, what's that, word do we, three months? We're, we're a three-month-old baby. About. Mm-hmm. Can a three-month-old baby, like, walk and talk yet? I don't really have any frame of reference for what uh, for what babies can do when.
1: Um, all I know is that when I was three months old, I don't think I was walking or talking yet. Because I feel like I, I would know that. That's the kind of thing your parents would straight up tell you.
0: <laughs> Should we call up Terry and say, hey, Terry, when, when did Matt say his first word?
1: <laughs> I'm mean, going to call my mom up on the podcast. <laughs> I could, <No. clears throat> but I, no, I we, we'd,
0: we'd be waiting for Terry for a long time.
1: Oh, uh, uh, great joke!
0: <laughs> Thanks. Uh, uh, the Matt's Bluetooth uh, connection thing in his car. You get in the car and it powers up automatically, and it it has to pair to your phone, but it's going to announce to you that it pairs to your phone. So you get in you get in his car, and this thing. Also, for this for whatever reason, this thing has a British accent. So you get in the car. <laughs> <clears throat> Matt Matt turns on his car, and this thing goes. Waiting for pairing, and then you wait a few seconds, and then it goes paired.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but I guess the first time Tyler got in my car, it definitely sounded like waiting for Terry.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it, I, that's what I thought it said.
1: <laughs> waiting for Terry. <laughs> that's my mom's name, so and so I, I yeah I, 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 I never lived that one down.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was very strange for me. Um, mm. uh, anyway, I just uh, I just had my favorite, my first. Uh, slow pitch game of the season oh yeah i don't know what that means uh slow pitch <laughs> slow pitch is it's kind of like baseball okay wait it's kind of like softball it is softball okay. except you can't pitch fast
1: oh so it's that's it that's it's yeah just pretty softball, much but you have to pitch like gently
0: yeah pretty much you have to go underhand
1: oh okay <laughs> <laughs> how, how uh, was it
0: we lost Okay. Um, so so not good. No, no. I mean, you know, what's what's important is that we had fun.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask if you had a good time.
0: Yeah. Um, the other team did a thing where they brought over. So you're not supposed to like drink like liquor or anything during these uh, events, but everybody kind of does. Um, yeah. And uh, the other team did this thing where after they beat us, their like I don't know, captain dude walked over and, with two drinks. One was like a like a hard seltzer thing uh and one was a beer and he was like the beer goes to who we nominate was your male player of the game and the seltzer goes to who we nominated is your female player of the game so lauren got uh a spiked seltzer water from this kind of weird looking old man who was mm-hmm. their pitcher <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so that were was fine. Were you the were you the male MVP? No, no, of course not. Hell no. <laughs> I was going to say oh, prom king and queen in in soft throw softball. <clears throat> slow pitch, slow pitch. Slow pitch, whatever. Soft...
0: <laughs> I'm going to call it soft throw from now on though. So, I like that yeah. better.
1: <laughs> soft throw softball.
0: Well, what's uh, what's going on with
1: you? Um nothing sports related <laughs> really. Which, it's actually kind of sad, a little bit, because now that it's summer, I always get in the mood to play kickball, but no one ever wants to play kickball. Because Are there kickball leagues? I don't... I, probably. Like, there's... You could find a league for pretty much anything in America.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I'm also I'm also doing hockey. Um, at hockey, you can find there's, like, endless amounts of hockey leagues here, because Canada. Yeah. Uh, so we had our first hockey game the other night, but... Uh, I, you know, when I drive by a baseball diamond during the summer, I only ever see baseball being played. I can't say I've ever seen somebody playing kickball, like a team yeah. kickball.
1: It's it's something that we played a lot in in school, especially in elementary school. But, you know, as, as the years went on, we still tried to keep up with it outside of school. Like, I, I played kickball with my friends every now and again, even after we graduated high school. But I haven't played in such a long time since that last time I would love to play again
0: yeah have they ever well,
1: made any kickball video games
0: I was literally just thinking that one of my, <laughs> my one of my favorite uh uh memories of high school is uh, in gym class we were playing indoor kickball because you can't really mm-hmm. play outdoor sports for like most of the school year here yeah <laughs> um so we were playing indoor cook kickball and this one kid uh this is grade 10 he you know he was kicking and the the pitcher? I don't know what you call it. The roller? I don't know what you call that. I you think it's football. still called the pitcher. Okay, so the pitcher pitched the ball, and this guy, he, who was, like, the tallest kid in our class, hes he had to be, like, you know, like 6'4", or something like that, and mm-hmm. uh, did the full-on, like, Charlie Brown, like, swing and a miss, and, like, he kicked so hard that he just, like, fell straight onto his back. Like, you know, <laughs> full-on swing, flies into the air, and then lands square in his back on the hard gym floor. Yeah. Um, and I think about that like all the time, actually. <laughs> and <laughs> the guy, like, he wasn't, I didn't not like him or anything. He was a nice enough guy. He was a pretty, like, you know, standard guy. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't like, it was just fun- funny. Oh, well, it was, I don't know why. I just like, whenever I think about sports fails or even just like, I don't know. I just think about it all the time.
1: <laughs> that actually reminds me of a, a similar story. It's, not really so much as like a a charlie brown swing and a miss but when i was in elementary school there was like a phase where a lot of kids just didn't give a shit to tie their shoelaces and one of them was this kid tommy i don't actually remember his last name because we weren't really close but um i remember we played kickball at the after school program one day because my mom worked late so Uh i had to stay at the after school program until she could come get me right (laughs) thanks mom um I enjoyed it. So wait,
0: you you, you were gonna say so you you would say that you were waiting for Terry?
1: (laughs) That's our show, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, and for whatever reason, yeah, there was that little like phase where some kids didn't care to tie their shoelaces. That was one of them. And we played kickball, and he did like a super full, like hard kick after really hyping himself up one game, and his shoe just flew clean off and smacked this girl right in the head. Oh. Like, she was totally fine. It hurt, but it was fine. She wasn't in any sort of, like, distress or pain. She just Do yelled, ow, really loud.
0: Do you think about this a lot?
1: I don't think about it that often, but I, every time I, someone mentions kickball, it comes up.
0: Uh, so. so I looked it up. There is a game called, uh, there's one kickball video game I can find, and it's uh, called Kung Fu Kickball. Um, is it a Wii game? No, it's on Steam, and it came out in April. So it's not old. I guess, sorry, this, it's er- just early... Just this past early, April? Yeah, early access. It's early access.
1: Is that the only one you can find?
0: Mm, there's something on addictinggames.com. You remember that?
1: Yeah, of course. But yeah. I mean like a, like an actual like console game.
0: I searched kickball video game, and that was the only... wow kung fu kickball kung fu kickball in like the
1: 50 years that video games have been like a staple of the home console like the home console market basically has been around since what the mid 70s i i would count maybe not necessarily the odyssey because it started it off it didn't necessarily make the uh the the plunge into actual like market territory until the atari i guess so yeah. it's been like what about 50 years ish and there's not been a single fucking kickball video game in 50 years
0: uh that that is what i'm saying. how old is kickball when did kickball <laughs>
1: uh that's another that's a good question actually
0: <laughs> uh we should probably get on with the show yeah
1: what's up what have you been playing <laughs>
0: uh I, i've been playing that that mario golf um... yeah
1: dude i wanted to play with you so bad last night i got home late i'm so sorry <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I messaged Matt and I was like hey I'm gonna play that game and I was like oh I'll, I can play too and then he texted me and he was like oh wait I'm eating like maybe I'll play later and then like two hours later he was like <laughs> I'm ready now and I'm like well, well I, I went I...
1: out I went out to dinner it wasn't just like I'm eating for two hours
0: <laughs> so uh it didn't work out but uh, I've been playing that game um what, what's it called super rush Mario golf yeah. super rush is that the the Secondary I know name, it's 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 hard
1: to the subtitle it's hard to uh it's it's hard subtitle, to, um, super rush <laughs> it's hard to differentiate them when the titles are so generic yeah super rush just feels really generic to me
0: uh I will say that I'm not really having a super rush uh so far
1: <laughs> oh that's really sad you and I were so psyched when it first got announced it's
0: fine as a golf game it has it I mean it's the standard you know you you you're at the tee you pick your club. You see what direction the wind's going. You have the meter. Someone, you press does a, a.
1: Soft pitch at you.
0: <laughs> you press A. The meter goes up. You don't want to hit it too hard because then your aim won't be as good. So you got to like time it correctly. The bar goes down. The Bar comes back up. You press A again. You know, it's like it's Mario Golf. It's like any golf game really. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I can't, I can't say I've played a golf game that doesn't play like that. Uh, I like I, I I I don't know like I, I was kind of hoping and I I knew it wouldn't be this game but uh, I I was kind of hoping that at some point somebody would innovate that a little bit like I guess you can like there's we or, or uh, joy con controls right I, I think I think you can do that I haven't done that but I don't want to either
1: I just want something yeah. a little different. Um, Is there a way to really like design golf? With, just with controllers, not necessarily standing up and using motion controls, actual button inputs that could be different from the traditional press A on the left side of the meter, press A on the right side of the meter.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, um, I, I think so, but I'm not the guy to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know how to. I wouldn't know how to be honest. I don't know.
0: It, like it's 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 what you get. What you you get what you expect, right? Like uh, it's it's Mario Golf. Um, they do have. What seems to be so far, and granted I'm only maybe an hour in uh, the story mode. it seems to be a pretty uh, decently sized story mode, a pretty decently deep story mode in terms of you know you do some tasks and you get uh, XP and you can spend your points in like certain areas. Um, they focus a lot on the uh, I guess the rush mode or the whatever you call it where you you actually have to run to your ball mm-hmm. um, afterwards. I haven't played a ton yet, but I, I expect that to be a little bit more important as it stands right now. You you run to so I'm playing story mode with some you know computer players, and you're timed, so you have to run to your ball and then like hit your hit your do your swing and then run to it again. But it it, it immediately tells you like oh like you can use this button to like throw them off balance when you run into them, and I'm like okay cool, but. It literally does not matter when the opponent finishes. It has no bearing on your performance if they finish ahead or after you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes it out to seem like it's a race because it's like, oh, you can throw
1: them off balance and you got to run. Yeah, fast. no, that's not how golf works. <laughs> it yeah, and then who finishes first and it's so, who finishes with the fewest strokes?
0: Yeah, I was playing it and I'm like, oh shit, i got to go. So I'm like running and, you know, and I'm trying to bump into these dudes. And then I finish and I realized that there was no. It was not beneficial at all. So from then on, I just kind of took my time. I mm-hmm. expect that further along there might be uh, different like tournaments that come up that you that are races, um, but that has not happened yet. Um, I also I'm not huge on how I have to play my damn me character. Could they not pick a? Could they not figure something else out than
1: me's at this point? At least it's a little bit more customizable than like. In Mario Golf on the Game Boy Color, you just have a choice between like the generic boy or the generic girl. Yeah. So this is, I guess, better in that way. Although I don't really have a problem with just picking like, oh, this character looks cool. Whatever.
0: Yeah, of course. And I don't like. I've been looking at my damn me for fifteen years now. Like oh, I don't I'm, even I'm, say that. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm ready to to have something else. Have a different avatar of sorts. Uh, the only
1: thing that i've ever changed about my me in the in the past 15 years was around 10 years ago i gave him a, a beard because that, that's when i started growing one so <laughs> you should do one of those do you remember those
0: videos that people would do where they would take a photo of himself every single day for like oh 10 yeah years or whatever <laughs> you could do one of those for your me and it just gets a beard <laughs> It's just, it's just two pictures It's
1: just 15 years of photos of my digital avatar And the only difference is that one day a beard shows up <laughs> uh,
0: I'm, I'm I'm excited to play it with friends I haven't done that yet I'm excited to have have some friends over I really want to play and, with and you And play the, the rush mode, the super rush mode Yeah uh, and, uh, But like so far I mean, okay, so the beginning of the Do you mind if I spoil the RPG bit a little bit? It's like the first five minutes Yeah, I don't mind You, you, it's basically Pokemon. You wake up and you're in. It's not your mom's house. It's Birdo's house, and
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's my mom. What are you (laughs) excited?
0: And uh, Toadette's there, and I think Boo is there, and some other guy. The the Charger, what Charger Chuck? Is that his name? Charging Chuck? Uh, Charging Chuck. Yeah, he's there, and they're all like, "Oh, we're the rookies. Like, welcome rookie. Like, you're gonna learn how to golf." And you, like, go to your bedroom and go to bed. <laughs> it's like, oh, I got a big day tomorrow. And so, like, they're trying to, like, you know, add the story mode. I think they maybe heard the the, the pleas for, like, you know, please bring back story modes in Mario Golf mm-hmm. and Mario Tennis, um, Camelot. So I think they heard those requests. And, like, this is them, like, trying to do it. But, like, you know, all every single character's bedroom is identical uh (laughs) and like it's the exact same room and like you talk to them (laughs) and it's just like you know big giant text boxes of them being like well rookie like uh, i hope you're excited for tomorrow uh and and every time they they have a new text box they have like a (laughs) you know and uh it's just so much and it gets so old they all have like maybe three little voice quips So they, you know, they'll have a a, a speech of like eight text boxes, but you'll only have like the three voice clips over and over. So it's just like, oh, uh." yeah. And it's just like, come on. Like it it gets so I I understand adding stuff
1: like that for the flavor and like getting into the world building. But that's one of the main reasons why I really prefer older games to newer ones. Like I I still love like specific newer games that they sit really high up on my list but older games have a lot of that charm without wasting your time where we don't have all of this extraneous like sound clips you don't have to wade through thousands and thousands of text boxes and watch cutscene after cutscene that basically does nothing for the story it just makes you feel like you're watching a movie but I'm not in this for the movie aspect of the game I like take me to the gameplay you can explain the story shortly the characters don't have to say a thousand things. Especially in something like this where there isn't really a story. It's
0: like, you're the rookie. Yeah. Welcome to the golf course. Like, let's go like boot up
1: the game. Hey, you want to play some golf? Sure thing. All right. You're the newbie in town. That's the story. Let's go. Yeah, literally. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's all, all I, I need. need. <laughs>
0: um, but instead, you're sitting there listening to Whoa! one of them goes, yo <laughs> Uh, and so Lauren and I were just going ho all night because it, it's just ridiculous. So I don't know. It just it's it's charming. It has it's you know it's fun, but it's uh, it's just not kind of the level of polish that I'd like. Yeah, uh, and it's not different or, or you know? maybe
1: too much polish.
0: Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, it, it's just not different enough so far. I'm I'm hoping that I don't know. Like I I'd love if. I played two more hours of it, and it's like, all right, now we're going to space, and there's a space level, and, and you know, the, the the ball has different physics, and, like, you're in a space outfit now, and here's Toadette, and she's in a cute space outfit, and, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I really hope that that happens, but I really don't think it's going to, so uh, that's, that's where I'm at with uh, Mario Golf.
1: Let me know how it goes, and maybe over the next couple of days we can actually sit down and play around together.
0: Yeah, and I'll beat your ass.
1: Listen, listen, Probably. But we don't have to tell everybody that.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Tune in next time to uh, find out who the hell won.
1: <laughs> next time on Super FX.
0: Um, what have uh, What have you been playing?
1: Um, I'm still working on Pokemon, but everyone right. will be happy to know, and you as well, and especially mm-hmm. me. Um, I'm done with the GameCube games. It's over. I 100%ed both of them, and Thank I finally Lord. moved on to the GBA titles, and I'm starting with Fire Red, and I've gotten this second wind finally playing a core series pokemon game everything looks better sounds better feels better it's way faster i'm more familiar with it because i played fire red a bunch of times and um, collecting all of the pokemon is not a chore anymore it's more just like oh here's a new pokemon that i haven't caught yet throw a ball you know, there's no shadow Pokemon extra plot. I don't have to wade through text boxes with characters that I don't give a shit about.
0: Yeah, it's really
1: <laughs> fun, and there's no extraneous like bullshit to get a hundred percent in this game either. It's just get all the Pokemon. That's it.
0: I I really hope it's not my nostalgia glasses talking, but I do feel like Fire Red and Leaf Green was like they had had it down. You know, at that point. And oh yeah, they, like the Game Boy Advance games look so good they're really uh, that,
1: crisp especially on a 101 it's fantastic yeah, playing them yeah on thing.
0: And, and so for them to like you know recognize that hey like we kind of knocked it out of the park with blue and red and and you know like let's redo those tweak a couple things and do it in this new engine um yeah uh, yeah like that is just it's like the pinnacle of that kind of era i find
1: it was a really good decision, too, not just because like Red and Blue were super successful, but it was kind of a necessity that they had to remake those games, because the only way to be able to catch them all in Gen 3 is to have games where you can natively catch Gen 1 and Gen 2 Pokemon, and right. if they added all of that to Gen 3, the games would have been way too big, and there just wasn't enough room to be able to program encounters and routes for that many Pokemon, because Gen 3 bumps up the number to 386. So, out of basically just sheer necessity, they remade the first gen games, and you can catch the other half of the Pokemon in Fire, Red, and Leaf Green.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm kind of jealous of you. Like, I'm thinking about these games now, and what I kind of.
1: You, wish... have, you have them, play them. What <laughs> are you talking about, jealous of me? I'm,
0: I've got other things to play. Uh, my buddy Nick and I just bought a lot of stuff on the Steam sale, and so, we're, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm set for a while.
1: Mm
0: hmm. So, um,. Yeah, I think Pokémon's going to be your thing for the foreseeable future. Hey,
1: that's all right. Maybe eventually one day you and I can actually have like a an actual catch-em-all contest together.
0: A con- is it, wait, it's a contest, it's a race. It's,
1: I mean, if we can either do it together for fun or we can do it together as a race, it's up to you. I feel like it's like, like um
0: it's like a backpacking hike, you know, like you go out for like a 5-day backpack and you're traversing these mountains and stuff and it's not a race. Like we're going together. It's an adventure, you know.
1: We could do that. I don't I, know why I said contest.
0: <laughs> I don't know. That's the competitive side. It's because you knew I was gonna kick your ass at golf.
1: You know what? When I get back all the way around to Pokemon Let's Go, which is easy to complete the Pokedex in, you can play one of them and I'll play the other, and we'll just help each other complete it.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I didn't pick those up. But I think I'm pretty Lauren, sure you Lauren can trade one.
1: over the internet. So. Okay. All right.
0: I didn't play that one, but it's uh, it seems a little. It is, that i i've that. watched
1: my sister play it and it basically just looks like bare bones gen one which uh can't say i'm definitely looking forward to actually sitting down and playing it because it <laughs> has like weird pokemon go like physics and controls and they tried to make it appeal more to the people who were mostly into pokemon go right so it feels like they took a, a mobile game and put the shell of gen one on top of it right but I'm sure it's a good experience. I mean, it's yeah. a Pokemon game. I've never had a bad experience with a Pokemon game, really. I've had mediocre ones and frustrating ones. From I was going to say, time, but just listen to episode two. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily bad experiences.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, you're going to be sticking around with uh, Fire Red for a while?
1: Yeah, I'm about three quarters of the way through the story, and my Pokedex has 96 Pokemon in it right now. Um, All right. The Kanto 151 and. The National Pokédex has 386, and by the time I have gotten all 386 in all five games, it'll basically be all at the same time. So, nice. It's kind of cool. Well, godspeed, sir. Thank you. I'm having fun now that I finally moved on to, to the GBA <laughs> game, so I'm going to keep at it, and you guys will hear all the updates. because who? I picked the worst time to, to do this quest because I have nothing else to talk about <laughs> whenever we discuss games <laughs> we're playing. All right, but, I'm going uh, to I'm gonna have to
0: step up my, my game and, and, and play some more so I can yeah. fill this with not so much Pokemon.
1: Yeah, but that's about it for me. Um, we do have some gamer news with a Z, or it legally doesn't count. Um, yeah,
0: Zed, welcome to Canada. Yeah. You're yeah, speaking a- speaking
1: of letters, uh, like Z or as I call it, Z, um, the Switch OLED is a thing, or do you say OLED? Uh, I think I say OLED. Uh I haven't yeah. uttered the word enough times to know whether I definitively yeah, say one it's, or the Yeah, it's, thi- <laughs> it's one of those
0: things that you read a lot, Yeah, um, but you never really hear it said out loud, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, OLED, OLED, I don't know. It's it's a new switch. It's got a new screen.
1: <laughs> for the uninitiated, OLED stands for Organic Light Emitting Diode. And all that really means is instead of just, like, a light, it's a better light. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> Basically, <laughs> it'll show it'll show your blacks better, right? Like it'll the the, the black uh, pixels can get actually black and essentially turn off. Um, yeah, and so for the most your, part, your blacks look you'll be deeper. You have higher contrast. It just looks a lot sharper. Um, a lot of people are upset about this. A lot of people thought that we were going to get a Switch Pro of some sort where yeah. we were going to have maybe some better specs or. Uh, Maybe a bigger Switch or, you know, maybe they would retool the Joy-Con system or something like that. And we didn't get any of that. We got, it it has a
1: new screen and it comes in white. (laughs) Everything that we thought was going to be updated on on the new Switch was either A, updated so insignificantly that it doesn't matter, or B, not updated at all. So we got a better kickstand, which... There's really no way to blow us out of the water with a a cool kickstand design. It's either going to be good or it's going to be bad. It's not going to be the be-all, end-all. We got a 0.8-inch increase in screen size, which is nothing, honestly, in my opinion. (laughs) And I'm the type of person who has fanboyed over Nintendo for pretty much my whole life, and I try to stand behind their decisions. I I can admit when they do wrong, that's, I think, one of my good qualities about being a Nintendo boy and this is one of those times where um, I understand the necessity to update the Switch with new bells and whistles, but this just should have been a new model of Switch instead of the update to the Switch. If that makes sense? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, the Switch is four years old now, so yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if people were expecting like the Game Boy Advance to the Game Boy Color. You know, it, it's not. It, I don't think people were expecting a different platform entirely. But I think they were expecting more of a Game Boy Color to the Game Boy, where, uh, you know, there's, there might be some exclusive games for this pro version of the console yeah. or something like instead, that. Instead,
1: this was more like a new Nintendo Switch instead of just regular Nintendo Switch, like a yeah. new 3DS. It's basically um, the exact same console, but it's got rounder edges and a cooler screen. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I uh, riddle me this. So do you do you find you
0: play your Switch in handheld more more than, mode more than docked mode, or no way
1: i play it in docked mode almost exclusively me too if i am gonna go out i i also have a switch light so i usually just bring that along and i'll transfer my data if i know i'm going on a long ride even before i had a switch light i still didn't really bring my switch very many places because it's too big to bring anywhere
0: yeah yeah i i'll bring it on trips but um yeah that's about it i
1: won't bring it on the odd car ride or like a small jaunt to like the store or something
0: yeah um, which is why I'm kind of curious. Like, I wonder. I, I imagine. I'd like to imagine that Nintendo has done the market research to determine what the stats are for how many players are playing in table or handheld mode versus tabletop mode versus docked mode. The yeah. interesting bit to me is that in the press con- in the press release, Nintendo of America president Doug Bowser said the new Nintendo Switch OLED model in brackets. Is a great option for players who want to experience the new vibrant screen when playing in handheld and tabletop mode with this addition of the new model to the nintendo switch family of systems people have an additional choice of a system that best best fits the gaming experience they desire whether it's nintendo switch OLED model nintendo switch or nintendo switch Lite. so like it's they're they're being very obvious of like Hey, for gamers who want to play in handheld or tabletop mode, this is a good option for you.
1: Yeah, except it costs um, another $50.
0: So that's just interesting to be like it, is that where the demand is? I don't know. Like maybe maybe are outliers, you know, I, like maybe, don't maybe there's a lot of folks who are playing in handheld mode that you know that and that's maybe 75% of the market, And so they wanted to benefit those folks.
1: Like I guess that's fine. The only like the main thing that I have a problem with is just if they wanted to do a substantial update to the Nintendo Switch, they should have made it just that, a substantial update. This isn't enough to warrant a whole other $50, and I also hate the name of it. Calling it Nintendo Switch parentheses OLED model makes it sound <laughs> like it's not the next level of, of products in the Switch family, which it absolutely is. They didn't give it a cool new name. They're just calling it the OLED model
0: yeah, this all said,, um, I might still buy one.
1: Well, yeah, of course, you and I got <laughs> bit by the collecting bug years ago, so we have no choice but to buy this thing. Not even that. <laughs> uh,
0: so here, here's my, here's my rationale, right? Um, yeah. The MSRP for this is 34999 US dollars. Yes. Um, I go traveling enough that I often bring my dock with me. So I've been thinking about buying a second dock. This thing obviously comes with a second dock. Is a redesigned dock.
1: Yes, that's another thing I actually will say that they updated is they also updated the dock, and I like the new design of the dock. It looks slick. It does.
0: Um, so it comes with a new dock, comes with a power adapter, uh, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which to buy separately, I think that's like $100. Yeah,
1: I think that that's even the case for the uh, regular dock and power
0: right? adapter. Plus, it comes with uh, these white joy cons, which I do like. I think the white joy cons are super slick. I think so too. Um, and so that's what another what seventy bucks, US. Yeah. So that's one hundred seventy dollars that I could go and spend, or I could spend three fifty and just get a whole second Switch. And my current Switch is actually kind of broken. It works fine, but the. Uh, um, there's a big giant crack in it, which I did not do. I didn't drop it. I didn't do anything. There's like one oh, you didn't time you tell I... me about this. Oh, yeah. Well, OK, I say big giant crack. It's a small crack. It's like a little chip <laughs> that came off. I opened up okay. the cartridge door one time and the plastic next to the cartridge door just like kind of came off with it.
1: Oh, no. Yeah.
0: And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I have no idea how that happened, but um, I'm so you know, sorry. No, it's fine. It works. fine. It's the problem. It just irks me, you know,
1: <laughs> it would work me, too. That's why I'm sorry.
0: So here you go. So I, I don't know. There is a value prop- proposition for myself where I'd like to have a second dock, so I don't have to unhook my Switch dock and pack it up every time I go traveling. Um, it, I'd like to have the second power adapter. I'd like the new, new Joy Cons. So there, there is value there for me. I don't play in handheld mode enough to justify the OLED screen. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, you know, I wish it was something more. And I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised it's not. I wonder. I do wonder if there's some you know, the whole world obviously right now is being hit by a lot of um, stock shortages of, you know, different electronic components. And uh, there's a lot of like shipping issues and and things like that that are happening. And I wonder if this was supposed to be something more. And at the last moment or, you know, within recent months, they kind of realized we're not going to be able to ship this anytime soon in the current state. Um, So it got pared down. That's me totally spitballing, taking a shot in the dark. But I, I don't know. It just seems like something went wrong you know i
1: don't know one thing i will say which is not not just because the fact that it exists so i have to collect it but there is actually a good reason for me to pick it up anyway Um, i have a lot of switch games and i play most of them on my straight up regular nintendo switch because i like to play in the dock and i do have another switch i also got the animal crossing switch but having to swap back and forth between them for different memory options kind of sucks and i can go out and buy A micro sd card but that's a lot of money to spend when i already own two switches so i have two problems and i don't want to solve either of them but (laughs) one of the things that's cool about the upcoming switch and i actually saw this in a video where um somebody compared the stats of the original with the new model um it actually doubles the internal memory from 32 to 64 gigs oh interesting oh i missed i can i can port all of my stuff from my switch over to the oled model and still have the entire rest of my original switch's original memory left over on the new model which is kind of cool
0: yeah they definitely nice. could
1: have done that from the beginning so i still think it doesn't justify in up- a-, a whole new update <laughs> but um you know it is one thing to look forward to if you uh, don't want to buy an sd card like me you could just get the new model and it doubles the memory so day one purchase for you I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a day one purchase. There's so much stuff coming out in October that I'm more excited to get a lot of the games that are coming out. So yeah. Yeah. yeah if they it do- were, a, if it were a more substantial update, then yes, day one purchase, but this isn't enough for me to be like, yeah, I got to get it now. Also, it's going to be impossible to find because of scalping right now. So
0: yeah. Yeah. We don't even have time to get into that, but that's a whole other can of worms. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to tell me about uh i want you to tell me about tommy not tommy at kickball but tommy taylorico
1: <laughs> oh yeah we touched upon this a little bit before we started recording because tyler didn't know but um uh when we talked about e3 a couple of weeks ago i discussed the intellivision Amico, which is a a console that is finally coming out this coming october that was delayed a, a an abundant number of times um but the project is headed by Tommy Tallarico, who is a famed video game composer and the person who has the most world—he ha- he has the world record for the most video games worked on by a single person. Um, for whatever reason, his current big claim to fame is that he composed the oof sound effect in Roblox, which is what? Yeah, apparently. Hold on! Did um, you say
0: he composed the oof?
1: That's how he puts it. He uh, how does one it.
0: compose an? Oof? I
1: don't know, but I guess All that's right. the terminology he's using. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him the bone there. Um, I have been a fan of Tommy Tallarico for a while, and I was a fan of the Amico project. I kind of still am, but something has happened recently which has soured my uh, my tastes for the project a little bit. Nothing necessarily having to do with the Amico itself, but um, recently somebody named Sam Makkavich, um, Wrote an article about the Amico, and they basically just kind of lambasted it and criticized it pretty harshly, um, and Tommy Tallarico found this, and because he's the head of uh, what is currently Intellivision Incorporated, um, he noticed that there were a lot of pieces of information in that article that couldn't have come anywhere except like directly from the Intellivision like, employee portal.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So this information was leaked to him, and then he used it in his article, which is against the law, I'm pretty sure. Um, Or at least I would be led to believe it's against the law because Tommy Tallarico went on a rampage on Twitter threatening legal action and typing in all caps about this.
0: Oh, really? Oh, it's it's all caps, eh? So it's not not
1: all all caps, but uh, so the... Messages were since deleted, but I have an archive of the tweets here. Um, He writes, um, At Ars, Ars Technic journalist, in quotes, At Sam Redd, just illegally posted a bunch of confidential information about Intellivision in his ridiculous misinformed article. The private info had not for public use and confidential all over it. Unfortunately, legal action will need to be taken. Same genius who thinks using stick photos are against the law. Same genius. Oh, stock photos. Sorry. He corrected himself in the next tweet. And then he <laughs> and then um, and then he sent out a quasi apology where he says, didn't mean to cause such a stir in regards to calling out at Sam Red and his article. Our developer portal had a hole in security and was breached. Copywritten info on there was labeled private, confidential and not confidential and not for public dissemination. Um, Some may say that posting it publicly violates DMCA. We're a small company trying to bring something unique to the video game world during a crazy time in the world in the hopes that more folks, no matter what your skill level, will play together. And then he continued on, and it's not really important. He just tried to uh, make us feel bad for him. And I kind of do. I feel a little bit bad that someone who's trying their best to make what is essentially a 70s console in 2021... Um, sure. which is a very yeah, valiant yeah. effort. It's a very valiant and very difficult effort. Yeah, uh, you know, they're being criticized, and everybody deserves to be criticized when they're in the commercial market. You have to make make sure that your product is a good one. I don't want to be blindsided by a shit product. But the way that Tommy <laughs> handled this was uh, not so great because it turned out, after everything, that uh, the information that was received by uh, Sam Makovec was not private, after all. It was public, briefly, until Intellivision took it down. And once it was reprivatized, that's when Tommy Tallerico got a bug up his snatch.
0: So <laughs> So so the, the intern pressed the publish button a little too quick.
1: It was either that or it was published and then the article was published and then someone at Intellivision was like, We gotta take this info down right now. And they decided to mix up the timeline on purpose it's really kind of unfortunate what happened here to everybody um but it kind of soured my taste for tommy tallarico because when you look at interviews of this man and you see what he's done in the video game community he seems like such a chill like real person who really cares about the community and video games and what it's all about and then on the same like on the other side of the coin you have this this same man who is like flagrantly threatening lawsuits in all caps, like an angry mom on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I feel like in that situation, all you
0: really gotta do is say nothing, you know. Yeah, like, kind of. If you if you say nothing and just deal with it internally, like Like, I mean, I get that it's a public press release or a public news article, you know, and and it maybe be you know portraying his product in a, a bad light um but you know the second that you you get negative and you turn that into something else and uh you know you got to take that kind of thing in stride right
1: and, yeah you have to uh, pick your battles especially when you're uh, trying to release a video game console yeah you know you're the face of the company basically and even if you're justified in getting pissy about something which as long as everything is on the up and up as far as what Tommy says he was justified um then yeah i can understand wanting to get mad about it and wanting to lash out but that you still have to be a professional in the eyes of the public when it comes to releasing a console that is already kind of slated not to do very well and not not for not not for lack of my like of it i want i want one yeah uh, well
0: i mean like you said october is going to be a busy time so we'll see if they get lost in that uh yeah in that release window we'll see um mario 64 uh good game we've all played it (laughs) just how good is it is it 1.5 million dollars good
1: fuck off man when (laughs) when tyler and i were compiling the list of news that we wanted to do for this uh, episode um i jokingly said oh cool so we're going to talk about something that makes me a little angry something that makes me kind of angry and something that makes me fuming mad and this is that last one (laughs)
0: Uh, A copy of Super Mario 64, I believe a sealed copy. A sealed, um,
1: graded copy, graded,
0: Yeah, as a 9.8. Sold this past weekend, a couple days ago, uh, Mm -hmm. for 1.5 million US dollars, which I believe uh, is the largest, by by a a long shot, the largest uh, or the, the most expensive video game ever sold.
1: Yeah, before that, the most expensive was... Uh, Super Mario Brothers, which was also, um, I believe it was also graded, but it was unsealed. It was just complete, and I think it was six sixty thousand, something like that. Wow! I don't know. I yeah, have the article I, here.
0: I, I don't know who. I'm really trying to picture who the hell is buying this stuff. Um, yeah. Yes, it was.
1: It was six hundred sixty thousand. Continue. Who's buying this?
0: <laughs> Where first is of this all, guy?
1: First of all, I'm I'm going to go off on a small tangent here. All right, we got time. Um, yeah, of course we do. This is what, we're, this is what we put this in for. Um, as a video game collector, I understand and I respect the market prices for certain games. But in recent times, and especially with s- cases like this, prices have become so incredibly inflated and like so many different people and companies have started to capitalize on what is essentially a hobby that it has become unbearably difficult for people who just enjoy collecting to not have to somehow turn it into a business or think about it in a way that makes it seem like it's work. Mm. And uh, this is one of those cases. I don't have a problem with people grading games. If you want to show off something that is in near mint condition in your collection and you want to make sure that people understand that it's certified near mint, go right ahead. But the fact that that game is in such good condition and happens not to be open doesn't make it $1.5 million. Super (laughs) Mario 64 is the most common video game on the Nintendo 64. It is one of the best-selling 3D games of the generation in which it came out. It doesn't need to be $1.5 million, and the only reason it is is because stupid people think that they know the video game market.
0: I I, I just wonder, I, I can't help but wonder who these people are who are buying these sealed games, right? Because it's not like you see a picture posted on Reddit or on Facebook or whatever of a game collector's collection, and there's just like, you know, the shelves of graded games. Like you never see that so yeah. whoever bought this like you know it's not going in a museum it's going in somebody's house and it's sitting somewhere right that will will never see it right they have it and they're they're obviously i would assume they are happy about it um but we'll we'll, we'll never see that right it's not like they're sharing this with the world and they're never going to play it so I, I like i just don't i don't know like is there, is there something about I don't. I think it goes past being a completionist at this point, right? Because there's one thing to be like, okay, I want to have a complete N64 collection, right? And then there's mm. another thing to say, okay, I want to have, like, okay, I got my complete N64 collection. Now I want all of them to be in really good condition. So I'll upgrade all the condition of them all. Right? Yeah. So eventually, eventually, over years and years, you have a collection of, you know, complete N64 library, all in that very That are maybe
1: good like 9.5 condition. or better, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly, right? And so at what point then do you then take the step of, okay, now I need them all to be graded? Like, is that what's going on here? I don't think so. I think this I is don't, just one no. guy.
1: It's who... Here's the thing. Grading is... Continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to fully interrupt no, you. No,
0: I, I just... I, I don't know if it's... I was just going to say, like, I, I don't think that this is... I can't find a world in my own circle, you know, in terms of all the people that are game collectors that I know... And all the people that I've met throughout the years, I I don't, I can't think of a single person who would want to do something like this, even if they were like obscenely rich for whatever reason, right? I can't think of any of these people who would want to spend that kind of money on one game that they're never going to play. You know, so I like this, whoever's buying this is not a game collector. Um, There's somebody who just, is it a talking piece? Is it, do they display it like a work of art? Um, I don't know. But I, honestly, I know like
1: that's not the important thing to me. I don't really care what somebody wants to do with their graded game. What matters to me is that grading a game should be nothing more than a choice by a hobbyist for his or her or their own personal collection. There is no like, place, really, commercially speaking, in the video game community for graded games. If there were... We would see games graded on store shelves, but they aren't. They just have cellophane around them. That should be the absolute highest top tier of a game that could possibly be collected. If you want to grade a game for your own personal collection, fine. But there isn't any reason that once it's been graded, it is suddenly worth $1.5 million. I'm already not very happy about the fact that a brand new Super Mario 64 is close to $5,000. I understand why because it is beloved even though it's super common and it's difficult to find n64 games or any games from that era or or back that are still sealed so Mm -hmm. i get that price but to go from five thousand dollars to one and a half million dollars just because there's a plastic box around it with a number on it that says it's in good condition is ludicrous
0: yeah and it's it's
1: disgusting to me
0: yeah I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't understand how grading it increases the value from... It doesn't!
1: That's that exactly the point.
0: The, 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 the game, it's still this exact same condition as it, as it is. As it was you know. before you graded it. Yeah.
1: When it was worth only about 5000 <sighs>
0: <laughs> It's a weird world we live in.
1: It is. I Honestly, there aren't very many things in game collecting that get me mad, but... You know, as someone who is trying to collect, not just for fun, but also because I I actually really care about the history of video games as an art piece and as a piece of culture that has affected society since their inception, it really, really sucks that it's becoming so impossible to get even the simplest things because there are people like this who inflate prices for no good reason. And I see it all the time even in the simplest places like i'll go to a yard sale and one of the things that i always hold really true to um, yard sales is that there are three kinds of people who are selling at yard sales the first seller doesn't know what they have so they'll price it really low because they think that it's junk the second seller does know what they have and they're cool about it so they'll price it you know whatever maybe around what it's worth maybe a little higher and then the third seller Doesn't know what they have, just like the first one, but thinks that it's treasured gold, and so prices it incredibly high.
0: Because they saw one episode of Pawn Stars?
1: That is probably also a good bet, because there have been a couple of video game sales and shambles on Pawn Stars as well. um, Which are always hilarious, I recommend looking them up. Um, But, oftentimes I find that the, the most obscene and disgusting prices come from people who either don't know or have the slightest and only the slightest idea of what old video games are. Because I've been to conventions and, you know, to real game stores where prices are pretty close to what they're supposed to be. But then you go to a yard sale or a swap meet and someone has a copy of, let's use Mario 64, marked up to 80 bucks because it's vintage. (laughs) Mario 64 is younger than me. No one's calling me vintage, and if they did, I guess they'd they get a handshake but like (laughs) (laughs) retro sure classic sure vintage antique i don't think so and i don't think that those words justify that pricing even if it were classic or or antique or uh vintage
0: yeah i we we get a lot of that here too where you know people you go to a garage sale and and the value is just or the, the pricing is just like completely off the rails Uh, i i think a lot of it is you know people have access to uh ebay and you know that kind of thing now Uh, but they don't have they they don't have the um kind of know how to search and sort by like sold listings close to me in my area kind of thing right to really pinpoint what the value actually might be and so they'll just search you know let's say super mario 64 they'll see a you know, maybe inbox, complete inbox copy as the first result that, like, has a bunch of bids on it because it's in good condition. And it's going for, like, you know, $100 or wh- whatever it is. And mm-hmm. so they think, oh, shoot, my game is worth $100. But what they have is the cartridge only with a ripped label. You know, that's the player's <laughs> choice version. Oh, right? great. And so, so it's like so, it's 20 bucks. Exactly. And so and I think a lot of that kind of thing happens. I see a lot of that um, where, you know, folks just don't really. They, they don't understand the difference between, like, a complete inbox, especially complete inbox N64 game, versus yeah. a, you know, just the, the cartridge only.
1: Yeah. It's, uh... I mean, I could talk at length about this sort of thing, but I pretty much got out everything that I wanted to about it. It just really <laughs> sucks that this is happening. Kudos to whoever decided, I have a million and a half to spend on a game that literally I could go down to a store and buy for $25. I... I you, you gotta
0: wonder <laughs> if... this whoever bought this like if they have 1.5 mil to drop on a a copy of mario 64 um they probably have you know a lot more money i'm assuming uh and so i gotta wonder like is this somebody who was relatively famous like is this you know elon musk or is this you know warren buffett's kid or something like that (laughs) Who's, (laughs) who's who's buying these things i don't know
1: i don't know all i know is that it has sparked um interest in my relatives who uh heretofore have never given an interest in video games but now that they see that I can make a million and a half dollars because they know I have Mario 64 and they don't get it yeah. they want to start talking to me about selling my video games because they're they're worth a million dollars now and I'm like Mom, I see copies of like Mario 64 on store shelves for like less than $30 all the time <laughs> these people don't know what they're talking about and this is a fluke in the history of video games <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> We are uh we're we're a little short on time so we uh, we got to think about wrapping it up here. Did you uh do you have any good pickups from the the past couple weeks?
1: Nothing too insane, but I, we mentioned uh or I mentioned last episode that uh, I got a spare of the the cartridge manual for Diner. Um and I I finally found it a home. My friend Chris is um a video game collector just like me, but he mostly collects for the older consoles and also for some Japanese stuff. So, um I sold it to him. But he wanted to do a trade, but I needed the money for rent and different things. And Diner is not the most expensive game on the Intellivision, but it's up there. So yeah. I made him a deal that if he paid me for it, then in like two weeks or so, I would come back to his place and give the money back to him and buy stuff out of his collection. So it would end up being a trade. Right. And he was like, yeah, bet, let's do it. So um, a couple of days ago, I went to his place and I bought... Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball for Xbox and uh, Bart's Nightmare on Super Nintendo and the box and manual for Centipede on Intellivision from him.
0: I was going to say those first two games are like an eighteen-year-old or a fourteen-year-old's uh, <laughs> like wet game.
1: and that's me. I'm still fourteen somewhere. Somewhere I want to play kickball for God's sake. I mean, really, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're a kickball playing Simpsons loving <laughs> Dead or Alive Extreme Volleyball playing beast of a fourteen-year-old.
1: Yeah, not many people know this, but the X in Super FX stands for Extreme Beach Volleyball.
0: <laughs> it certainly is super. <laughs> but that's, that's really it for me. Uh, what about uh, you? I, I, I picked up, I guess, a couple things. Um, in, in the small mountain town that our uh, Lauren and I's families live in, um, there is a pretty decent thrift store there uh, that we frequent every time we go. Um, and uh, it, it's expansive. It's ex- extremely large. Um, and I, I don't typically find anything of great value there. Um, they, they do the thing where it's like a bin of, you know, Xbox 360 games and stuff. And it says five bucks a game. And you can flip through. And then they put some better stuff behind the little glass cage. And then you got to ask them to bring it out. So uh, when I was there last, I saw they had a little bin of um, handheld games behind the glass. Mm-hmm. And it was just layered with Leapfrog cartridges. You ever get oh, any yeah.
1: Leapfrog cartridges traded in when you worked at the game store? Um, we had one trade of like Leapfrog and and V Smile stuff. And I've seen some at yard sales here and there, but they're not really super common. Yeah, yeah. And
0: so like I I kind of figured, let, let me dig through because I knew there'd be some like loose DS cartridges and stuff. So there was. What I was able to find was uh, Drumroll, Harry Potter, and the Order of the Phoenix on Game Boy Advance. Oh, uh, nice. Which I am one step closer to completing the full Harry Potter set.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's something you've been at for a long time, actually. The very yeah, was- first time you ever visited me and we went to the trading post, uh, you bought like every Harry Potter game they had.
0: I think I did, yeah. I think I bought, like, one <laughs> copy of... Like, you know, they had multiple copies of, of a couple, so I didn't buy every copy they had, but, I, like, I bought one copy yeah. of every title Yeah, you know, Yeah, well, had. you know what I
1: meant. Yeah.
0: Um, and uh, I, I, I'm not close yet. I'm still missing a lot of the PC ones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think now I have all of the Game Boy Advance ones. This is the hardest Game Boy Advance one because it was, like, quite late in the Game Boy Advance uh, life. Yeah. Um, so this one was a little bit tougher to find, so I was really happy to find it there. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I've got a lot of the PC ones left to go. Um, I haven't got any doubles yet. Like I don't have an Xbox chamber of secrets and a GameCube chamber of secrets. Like I've just got the one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I, I've still got a while to go, but one day I will have the complete set and I'm getting, uh, closer and closer with each coming day. Um, I also picked up a, I think it was like a $2 PS2 memory card. Um, that's not bad. uh, Yeah. in, In a different color than I had, uh, previously. So. You know, all in all, not bad. They had some DSIs there. I think I messaged you about them and I was like, eh, should I do it? I think they were like 45 bucks or 50 bucks. Yeah, you did message
1: me. I remember. Yeah.
0: So I I didn't end up jumping on those um, because they didn't look like they were in the best condition and only one of them had a charger. And uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel like dropping $90 on DSIs that day. (laughs) I feel that. Don't worry. (laughs) So that was it. You know, I, I, I. have heard some feedback from some listeners that we really want uh, to hear the 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 haunted Xbox story. <laughs> yes, and um, I want
1: to hear it again because I love uh, that story.
0: Alas, uh, I think it's going to have to wait another couple weeks because
1: Oh uh, no. All right. Well, <laughs> I,
0: I think we're at time.
1: I guess we are. All right. The next time <laughs> that we uh <laughs> the next time that we convene Tyler, I want that to be the first thing we talk about because I really really need people to know about that story
0: maybe that's something we can just tease about it for the next several months and it'll be the halloween special you'll find <laughs> the xbox story
1: or and, and bear with me on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we'll talk about it i i wanted it i wanted to get it in this episode but i got so heated about the uh mario 64 bull that was going on uh-huh. so like Everyone who was looking forward to maybe important. hearing about that story in this episode, it's all my fault. Uh, lodge your complaints to at Zapatroid on Twitter. Um, but yeah, <laughs> use I guess all caps.
0: <laughs> What'd you say? Use all caps in your uh, tweets.
1: You, yes, use all caps. Show me how professional you are. But I th- <laughs> that'll do it for this show. Um, guys, thanks again. To learn more about Super FX, you can visit our website, superfxpodcast.com. You can find our show wherever you find your other favorite podcasts including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, and you can also follow us on social media, including Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, at SuperFX Podcast. Please, guys, we'd love to hear from you, so reach out with any comments or questions on social media. You can send us an email to hi h i at superfxpodcast.com, uh, especially if you like what we're doing and you'd like to support us. Do consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash superfxpodcast. If you're listening on YouTube, consider liking, subscribing, and leaving a comment. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, help us out by rating and reviewing the show. A big special thanks to Kenny Martin for our theme song. You can find him at Kenma, that's K-E-N-M-A, dot And a big special thanks to you. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.
0: Bye-bye.